Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, it's Chatting with Nash. It's Natalie, Natalie Jean, or it's Natalie Jean. Today we have the honor of having singer-songwriter, dance and vocal producer, Love Aitoya. I hope I said this right. Um, she's having technical difficulties, um, so she can tell me later if I said this right or not. Um, Love Aitoya is a Greek-Nigerian singer, songwriter, dancer, and vocal producer, born on 11-23-1996, uh, and that's a coincidence because uh, my birthday is on November 23rd, so we share the same birthday. In Thessaloniki, I hope I said that right, Greece by Nigerian parents, Love Atoya has won Best Diaspora Artist at the Nollywood Film Festival Awards in Germany in 2016. She has worked with numerous local artists and performed in various festivals and venues, both Balkan and Europe. She released her debut single, Pepper Dem, in 2021, which is about empowering Black women and women in general. On 9-24-2021, she released her debut EP, Introduction. Let's see if she's on yet. Love, are you there? No. She's not there yet. So what we're going to do is we're going to play that song, Pepperdim, um, while she's figuring out how to get on here. Let me see. Pepperdim. Here we go. Love, can you hear me? Hi. Yeah. Let me take the other one off. How are you? Can you hear me? Yeah, no, I can hear you. I was just about All to right. play. I was just about to play your song. Good. I don't have to play it until later. Um, <laughs> how, do you, how do you pronounce your last name? Because I know I'm sure I messed Itoya. Up. Itoya. Yeah, no, I, I messed that up. Sorry about that. Um, so how have you been uh, during this crazy pandemic ridiculousness? <laughs> Oh, the truth is that it was obscure, but not in a bad way, because mm. when the lockdown happened in Greece, um, I just finished having a show in Bulgaria, so after a week, they told us lockdown, I was shocked. <laughs> I didn't believe that this is happening in the world, but it was fun, because we were with my family, and I was not alone. We had time to spend time together. Did a lot of baking, did a lot of cooking, put a lot of weight, <laughs> create music, and do different kind of things together. Yeah, you said put on a lot of weight. Yeah, I listen. I was eating. I was eating stuff I normally don't eat, and that's just ridiculous. I mean, I bought Oreo, a box of Oreo cookies. I don't know why, and I ate the whole box. <laughs> Um, to the point that I had to, um, you know, I ended up getting a Peloton because I had to get that weight off. I got it off, but 
Yeah, we were. I was eating. I was drinking a beer a night. Yeah, no, I, I think all of us. It's called it's called COVID weight gain. We all we all did that. And I I was reading your bio. We actually same share the same birthday because I was born on November. Really? 20th. Yeah, I was born on November twelfth, twenty third as well, but in nineteen seventy two. But <laughs> we share the same birthday. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> um. So one of the questions I like to ask. Uh, people that I interview is this. Obviously, we know that the pandemic um, was bad. It's awful. Also awful. People died. People lost limbs. You know, yeah. people have long-term um, illnesses because of it. It's just crazy. But during this time, there were pros, believe it or not. And one of the craziest things I tell people is that I saw a lot of people walking around with their families. And, and you know, before then, people weren't walking around there with their families because it seems like people are so busy they don't have time. Um, mm. There are people that decided to cut back on work because they realized they weren't spending enough time with families. There, are, I read several articles about people that quit their jobs because they realized during the pandemic that they weren't happy with their job, they, you know, they need to make a living, obviously, but they wanted to do something that was more in line with their passion. And mm. oh my God, when, the, when we were in, out in the world, the push, pollution levels went down. So climate change, I mean, the animals and other nature were extremely happy. They were like, oh, I hope these people don't come back. Now with artists, um, a lot of artists decided to, some artists decided to stay the same. Some artists decided to change their whole, their whole catalog. Some decided to take down their catalog and create new music. So during this time, did you take time to really think about um, your artistry? Did you want to change anything? What did you think about during the pandemic? The truth is that I was trying to find my sound during the pandemic. And I was like, I think, yeah, I was creating and taking a decision of if I wanted to put uh, brand new music out. And that's when the whole EP stuff started because mm. I traveled with my brother to Paris. Right. And yeah, that's where I recorded all my songs. Um, so before then, when the pandemic happened and I was just putting out together melodies and trying to find uh, what will just be perfect to reintroduce myself to the world with because mm. The world had another, another perception of me because I was in a local band in my country for like two and a half to three years. Right. And I was singing cover songs. And people were like, oh, she's maybe that kind of direction. But in 2019, when I became a solo artist, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. So that's how in the pandemic gave me the chance to just put everything together, create what I want to create. So, and that's how I just figure out what I want to do during the pandemic, just to make a decision to put out music. That's great. I mean, I think what, what I think that happened during the pandemic also is that a lot of people got reintroduced or introduced to a lot of independent yeah. artists because yeah. they're like, we know all these other people, yada, yada. Um, let me listen to these people. And one of the things that I noticed during the pandemic was that people were craving um, something that they could hold on to, hope. Yeah. They wanted, 
Yeah, they wanted love. They wanted because people were tired of the fake news because during the pandemic, obviously, we had the elections in the United States, we had George Floyd, and we had the pandemic. All these three things caused chaos in the world, and people were just tired. They didn't know what to hold on to that was real anymore. And so mm. I think independent artists really write from their soul. You know, they write from uh, personal experience it's not that mainstream artists don't do that but they have 500 writers that write with them so um so yeah. i think we're just like oh these are interesting people let me gravitate to to these people now musically um what was it about music that you decided that that's the thing that you want to do in your life was it something that you heard you saw what was it that said okay love and and, and music are supposed to be together and you're going to do that well, the person that really inspired me to start doing music was mm. my mom. Um, my yeah. first love was dancing. So my mom taught yeah. me how to dance. <laughs> um, when I was little, she would taught me how to dance the Awilo Logoba dance. Anyone okay. that's African, we understand what I'm talking about. Um, so my mom used to watch so much MTV, like MTV at work. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> so that's where I saw Destiny's Child, Aaliyah, Christina Milian, Pussycat Dolls, all these people, and I was like, this is what I really want to do, because I, I loved music, but right. I was reintroduced to something more bigger <laughs> right. about music, like performance, songwriting, and doing all kind of stuff, stuff like a woman. And just being your own boss. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I was watching Will Smith's uh, daughter, Willow Smith, when I was little, the with my hair, all yes. kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, my God, I know I can do this if I just put my mind into it. And yes. from there, I just started loving music. And that's how I was really introduced to music through my mom. <laughs> that's really cool. Um you and I are the same in the sense that, well, my, my father is the one that sings in my house, and he's he's the one that introduced uh, me to music. Um, hmm. I love music. I think, I tell everybody this now, that music is our superpower, um, especially if you're an artist, because of the yeah. fact that music can make a difference in people's lives. So if somebody yeah. listens to your music and it makes them different, and you know it, it changes their disposition Maybe they're sad and then they're listening to your music and then it makes them happy or, or they're listening to you because you understand them. You give them a perspective that will help them throughout your da their daily life. That means that that's your superpower, that you have something that they need. Um, yes. So um, how important is it for you to be authentic as a person and authentic in your music, your songwriting? Uh so important, so, because I've always thought about authenticity in my life. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be like anybody else or something else. I'm inspired by everything around me. Right. That's true. But I wanted to have my own voice, my own style, everything right. I did, um, especially for, for my culture. I'm a Greek Nigerian artist. I have African roots. Especially right. from my parents' side, um, they usually know the Igbo tribe and the Yoruba tribe. 
the whole world, but it right. is all the tribe of the Benin and the Ishan. Uh, Ishan is my dad and my mom is Benin. The same are from the Edo state, which okay. they have such a very, very rich culture. I can say that all the cultures around Igbo and Yoruba are all influenced by Edo culture. And I just wanted to represent as a black woman, as also, I call myself like the Greek Nigerian female artist, because I haven't seen any Greek Nigerian female artist out there in the music industry, and I believe I'm the first. So I just wanted to do something right and speak my truth and try inside that truth to represent both right. my culture, both my blackness, and anybody that just grows up and a little girl can just look up and say that, oh, this is a great Nigeria, I, I see myself into her. I, I pay so much attention to what I say, what mm-hmm. I say, and try to speak my truth at the same time. That's awesome. Now, how is the, the music industry in Greece? I mean, I was, I've always wanted to go to Greece. That's on my bucket list to go because uh, everything I've seen is beautiful. So how is it, especially as a black woman in Greece, how is the, the music industry over there? Um, the truth is that I've, not, I've experienced the industry in Greece in a different kind of way. Because okay. like I said, I was in a local band. Right, right. Um. I was like the new face <laughs> uh, because there weren't any great Nigerians females singing. Right. They were like, yeah, like there were like two that I can name, but they weren't singing English music and okay. especially that time more like soul and funk. So it was so new to them. And I think they kind of enjoyed it and I tried to make a breakthrough through that. Okay. Um, the truth is that it's still a bit kind of hard because it's not their main language, but the world is became, becoming more diverse from the whole music people are listening to, from trap music, from R&B music. And so that's where the thing is now more open-minded, like with right. the social media. That time that I was doing things like that, soul and funk was so different and so new to them, only the like people that are a bit uh, older could understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kind of style like Aretha Franklin, Anthony James, Marvin Gaye, this kind of stuff. But as I grew with the band, people started um, liking it through my sound, through the way I sing it. And I started yeah. seeing that people, even younger people, were appealed to it. But if we're talking about the industry, I feel right now the industry is becoming more diverse right. when it comes to uh, black music. You you would think that, and I talk about this all the time, that um, music is a place where everybody should be able to get along. Because when you go to a concert, you watch a concert, people are just dancing, they're jamming, they're having a good time. You're not worrying about anything. And then, obviously, I don't know, you know, in the United States, we have this thing called the Super Bowl. <laughs> Football. Yeah. Game, where they have a halftime show, and this year they had, you know, 
all these people over 50, but they're legends in the hip-hop industry. Dr. Dre Day, of course. Yeah, Dr. Dre Day with Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, Snoop, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent was there. And yeah. there was a diverse amount of comments. Like, most people enjoyed it. A lot of people didn't mm. like it. One person said it was racist because it had one white person. That, that person just didn't understand. That person didn't know about hip-hop. They didn't know about rap. They didn't know about anything, but just had to make a comment, which was ridiculous. I find it very yeah. sad that sometimes now with music, you know, there's always a race issue. I know with country music, you know, black people have been in country music for years, but they're just now getting getting seen and heard. Um, yeah. <laughs> barriers to be seen and heard. It's just, it's wild to me. Music is a place where there should be nothing but love. Nothing but love. Yeah. Music, music is subjective. Everybody's not going to lo- like the same genre. But it's crazy to me when people just have na- nasty things to say. It really doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. I know. I know. Yeah. It's just different kind of perceptions and thoughts. Definitely. And just opinions. And we just have to live with them. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, we do. It's kind of crazy. All right, I'm going to play your song, Pepper Dem. Tell, yeah. tell us what that's about. Um, Pepper Dem was written in 2020. Uh, it was the last song written of the EP. Um, okay. I had the melody, but the... I had it for another song. The way it starts. So my brother was like, "Man, this intro is nice for it, it gives something like an anthem." And I was like, "Okay." I always wanted to write an anthem for Black women and women in general, and and talk about my own experience as a Black woman, how it is that the ups and downs, and right. how every time that I try to do something. People are always around to trying to put me down, and I face it in my life every time. So as we started writing, writing, it was the easiest song to write, like so quick. And the mm. next day, we just asked our parents to write their own language in it, okay. which we hear in the song. And they all, my parents wrote their own lyrics on the song. So that's how Pepper Dame came to face. <laughs> All right, let's play it. Give us 
And if anybody tell her no, she just try to find a way to make it happen. She breaks so many stereotypes, and I just respect her hard work and her authenticity that she does in every of her music. Alrighty, I can appreciate that. And what what would you say is your genre, your music genre? I know you do. Obviously, that song is um, dance, and I know you singer songwriter, but. I mean, do you have a preferred genre? Do you do many genres? I call myself a, a multi-genre artist. Um, why that? Because I was always kept in my kind of box, and I didn't like that. Um, right. I love R&B, but I would say my genre is pop with different kind of um, hours, like pop with Afro, pop with R&B. I always like to just make uh marry two different kind of genres together mm. yeah um i'm a multi-genre artist i do i've done many of the the genre out there um i love being able to you know say i'm an artist i create what i have found is that a lot of artists don't like to be labeled with a genre anymore and a lot of yeah. people are messing the genres together you know one day i I met somebody several years ago, and he asked me what my genre is. I'm an artist. I create. And I told him I'm multi-genre. He said, no, you have to have one specific. I said, why? Wow. Wow. You know, in this world, even with the, because I'm a voting member with the Recording Academy, they're having a hard time placing some of the songs because people are meshing the songs together all over the place. So they're just like, oh, how do I, where do I put this? Where do I put that? So, mm-hmm. um and it's beautiful, you know, to take music, um, different genres, and put it together. I've, I've yeah. stuck to Americana because um, Americana has a lot of the genres that I do already. So, um, and I love the singer-songwriter, the storytelling aspect of uh, of um, Americana. But I, I agree. I think people should just say, you know, I'm an artist. I create. They don't tell artists that paint. Why did you put yeah. Why did you put this orange? You know, they don't do that. They they always yeah. just about the music industry. They like to stagnate um artists. Um creativity. It's just an amazing. <laughs> um what is what is your writing process like? And you know, how do you get inspired to write a song? And if you have writer's block, how do you deal with that? Um I create melodies first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know by anybody else. <laughs> But I just uh, pop out and do the melodies, um, go on my keyboards, and just start flowing with the melody. Then after, I come with the writing. I'd like to write what I really experience. Sometimes I don't know if that is good. <laughs> yeah. I like to be detailish. Right. Yeah. But sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, maybe that's too much detail and try to limit it, but give them the real facts about it. So what my process is always hum, always create the melodies, go to my keyboards, write it down. Oh, and when I have writer's block, I do that have I do have them a lot of times. Um, the truth is that I listen to a lot of music. Um, right now, I'm in the space of listening to a lot of Afrobeat, 
okay. which really helped me to come out of my writer's block because Afrobeat is my language. Like it has the pidgin English, the way I speak sometimes. Um, they they just get me more. Right. Or sometimes with the R and B and everything, and you just feel more close to home. Right. So uh, this time I've been listening to Afrobeat, and I had writer's block, and yeah, it has helped me to come out of my writer's block. And I just said, okay, maybe this is what you need. You need to speak more the way uh, it feels more like home for you. Right. Um, and if I can do that, I. Just live, watch movies. You know, when they speak in the movies or when you see something that is relatable in the movies, it just helps you to inspire you like, oh, okay, this is something similar to my own life. Maybe I can start there. And if that doesn't help me, I go out and go to my favorite place, which is called Limani in Thessaloniki. It's the port, and you just see the whole view of the city and just see the birds chirping and just have a fresh air. And that's how I just work through that. Beautiful. Now, which part do you love the most? Do you like to go into the studio and record, or do you like the result, the end result of the recording, and why? I like recording. That's the truth. I like recording. I I just like the whole process because you're just excited, like, you just sit in your house and create the whole thing, create the whole melodies, the whole vocal things, and you just go to the studio and just start merging everything that has been in your head into the process. I know it's hard. Sometimes your voice just gets cracked. Sometimes you get tired with the rehearsals, just singing, singing, singing. But it's worth it because you're creating something you love, something that came from your heart, and you know that that hard work you've just put in and just like finding the rightful vocal and just yeah. trying to make yourself know, okay, love, you need to do this kind of vocal right now just to make it perfect. And just having the idea that people are going to listen to your baby because you're making a baby right now and put it out to the world. That's <laughs> the most beautiful thing, the creation of the baby. <laughs> Amen to that. Now, yeah. which one of your, your songs do you like to perform and why? Um, I would like to perform. I haven't performed no one yet. <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, I haven't performed from the EP. I have performed long time ago, like Reminiscing You. Um, I'm Pepper Them. That's the two I've performed. But I will be so, 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 so excited to perform Upside Down. Because I just connect with that song. I wrote it in um, 2017. Because a lot of songs were written a long time ago. And I still relate to it till now. Uh, From the melodies to the way the beat is. I just feel that people will really connect with ups and downs. Because we felt a lot of mental health. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we just don't talk about it. And I'm glad that I talk about about it in my song and just saying that God is going to be there for us no matter what. Awesome. Now I'm going to play your song Reminiscing You. Tell me what that's about. That's about an uh, old flirt. <laughs> that's the truth. Um, 
It's about an old flirt that you're just reminiscing the good times. You know, in a relationship, whether mm. it's a friendship, whether it's anyhow, you just like to stick on the good memory. And that memory of uh, that person was with me for so long. And I just had to write about it so I can just get over it with. And I'm happy that I get over it. And that's why you guys are now hearing reminiscing you from the music video. And the music video just illustrates everything that really happened. Okay. And yeah, that's how reminiscing came by. All right, let's play.
You have a great voice. I like that track too. Thank that you. was a very good track. Um, what do you love about being an artist? Being able to just speak my truth and just do what I love and make people happy either emotional, I would say, in the sense of what kind of music you're creating and put it out there. And just involving and connecting with people through your music is beautiful. Yeah, it is. Um, it's definitely a beautiful thing. What are three things you wish you had known before you got into the music industry? Uh, about the discrimination. Yeah. Um, about not trusting, keeping your guards up, mm. and to be more vigilant and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, vigilant, knowing the 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 bad things. Right. Some 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 inner jokes or inner comments. Yeah, um, it's music, yeah, it's very hard. <laughs> it's, very, it's hard to know the truck and then the music industry because you know when you first start out, there's so many people who will try to come and say, "Oh, I can do this for you. I can do that for you." Um, it's just, but you have to keep going and you have to do your research. When somebody contacts you, research them. Make sure they're not yeah. people that are trying to steal your money because you don't ever give your money to anybody. If they say they're going to make you a star or whatever, you know, if they want to, they'll invest in you. You need to find people that will invest in you. You are the product, you are the brand. Make sure that that happens. Now, um, what is next for you? What are you working on? Um, The truth is that I just want to stop performing my songs. Because with the pandemic and everything, I put on the music in 2021, right. September. So now the next is hopefully by Girls Grace, I'm going to start performing in live for people to experience a lovely introduction experience with my music. Awesome. I like that. I like that concept. I like that idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can't wait to get back and you really really get back back into everything yeah how would you say where do you, where do you see yourself in 10 years in the music industry oh i usually ask myself that question <laughs> um in 10 years that's gonna be i'm gonna be like 35 established being in a position that I can be able, that people will see me and say, I see me in her. Mm. My music will be all over the world. Um, I've inspired and helped different kind of people, not only with my music, but literally happy people just because they need help. Mm. And hopefully... Um, Having any clothing line, because I've I've dreamed about clothing line for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll say that established, 
Because okay. that's the kind of artist I want to be. I want to be established. I want to inspire people, help people, help the new generation, um, and have a clothing line. Sure about that. Right. Good for you. Um, what strengths do you have that you, that, that you believe make you a great artist? What? What strengths do you mm-hmm. have that you believe make you a great artist? Um, my stage presence, the way I come on the stage, especially with my voice and my choreography. Um, I just sing and dance. And when I just do that, I feel that I have that strength as an artist to just do both and try to do it well. That's what I believe in, and I try to do it well. So I'll I'll definitely say my voice and my stage presence with my choreography. Fantastic. Now, the last question I have is, you know, sometimes we use inspirational quotes, messages, things from the Bible, wherever, to move us to push us throughout our day, our lives, what is a passage or a quote or whatever that you use to push yourself throughout the day or the year? Yeah, definitely from uh, my, my the best quote for me is from Prophet Tibi Joshua, who has passed on, who was a prophet in uh, Nigeria, synagogue church of all nations. He always said, challenges are not meant to impair you, but to improve you. So when challenges come, don't start whining and crying and saying why God did that. Sometimes God just wants you to sit back and review and take a rest so that you just have strength for the next thing ahead. Amen to that. Amen <laughs> to that. I, my, new, my new thing this year is, you know, I write my own narrative, meaning nobody's going to write something about me that's not true. And if they nice. don't think that's not true, then it's going to get taken down because I'm all about speaking my truth and allowing people to know the truth about me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's important in this world your truth and just to be honest and truthful and, you know, and, and create music that's going to inspire people. Yeah. Want to live a fruitful life and just to enjoy life. Um, Well, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. Thank Um, you so much for having me. I'm so glad that we were able to do this, uh, minus the little technical difficulties there. Um, It would be great to have you on one of the IG lives um, that I do on Instagram. Um, Yeah, of And that will be awesome. But thanks again. I put your link tree in the in the in this chat thing here so people can see where to find you on the internet. Um so thanks again. I hope you have a great day and a great rest of the week. Thank you so much for having me. Good day. Uh, <laughs> all right everybody, this was chatting with Nat with singer, songwriter, dance and vocal producer Love Atoya. And you can find her all over the place. I love her music, you'll love her too. Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. 
we host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Love your voice.